This episode of the Cinemavention podcast is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Alex Hanna, and Wabbit Magic. Want to find out how to become one of the names listed? Go to patreon.com slash wscottis1 to find out how. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and I have not seen the movie Princess Bride. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie Princess Bride, which my guests have seen before. That's right, guests. We've got two guests this week. Uh, starting off, we have uh, we have the host. Uh, he was the host of Diamond Dialogue, and now is a regular Diamond Club game night contributor. Uh, Please welcome Alex Hanna, a.k.a. Tinvec, to the show. How are you doing, man? Hey, good. And I just I want to appease BK here because uh, it's actually the Princess Bride. Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 and uh, and my other guest uh, is also a regular Diamond Club game night contributor and an intermittent streamer. <laughs> Please welcome Brian Kofer to the show. How are you doing, man? Oh, pretty good. Good, so. to, yeah. Good to see you guys here on the show, and uh, I'm excited to talk about Princess Bride, and I hope all of you are excited to listen. Um, because here we go. Um, Princess Bride uh, is available for rent or purchase, and you can stream it on Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, so you got two options for streaming. Uh, Princess Bride was released by 20th Century Fox on September 25th, 1987. The movie was directed by Rob Reiner and stars uh, Carrie Elwes, Chris Saradon, Andre the Giant, Billy Crystal, Fred Savage, Robin Wright. There's a lot of big names in this movie. The uh, movie had a budget of $16 million and made $30.9 million in theaters. Quite an accomplishing feat there. Uh, starting off with you, Alex, and then we'll head over to, uh, Brian. Uh, when was the first time you guys saw this movie? Uh, for me, that was probably, let's see, that would have been mid to late nineties, uh, in my uh, friend's basement, uh, on VHS tape, of course, the only way to, to really watch the movie. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Brian. Yeah, I don't actually remember because it was very long ago. Um, but it wasn't too long after the movie came out, probably around the time it was available on VHS. Uh, I don't know if it was rented or we'd, somebody had bought it, but uh, mm. but yeah. And then I've seen it many times since. So I don't really remember the first time I saw it. <laughs> I just remember it being right. good. And so I just kept watching it again and again and again and again. All right. Well, uh, uh, so let's uh, uh, let's talk about uh, that movie. Uh Let's start off uh, right at the very beginning, as we always do. Um, uh, we've got uh, Fred Savage, which his credit in the movie is literally just the grandson. So for the purposes of the podcast, I'm just going to refer to him as Fred Savage. <laughs> um, <laughs> works. Uh, but uh, but you can uh, you, it starts off with, um, with with Fred Savage and his grandpa. Uh, they, uh, his grandpa has, uh, visited, I believe Fred Savage is, um, recovering from an illness, I believe. Um, he's, they, they, 
they mention that um, he doesn't appear terribly sick in the movie, but they mention that he feels sick. So well, and he's playing, yeah. you know, Nintendo baseball. When, yeah. <laughs> when his mom comes in to check on him, he's like, no, I'm not feeling too good. Just let me hit this home yeah. run. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, but uh, but his uh, grandpa decides to join him and uh, tell him a story. Um, and I like to think of this story as a twist on the fairy tale but perhaps made for adults. Is that a good way to describe it? Uh, well, kind of. So it, um, the movie itself is actually based on an actual book that was The Princess Bride uh, that was written by uh, S. Morgenstern, which is, you, they actually show you in the movie, the book with S. Morgenstern on the front of it. And so the interesting thing is, is it's in the movie, they're actually essentially reading the book that the movie is based on in the movie itself, which is an interesting way of doing an adaptation because in the book itself, Hmm. there isn't that framing story. There is no grandfather or grandson. It's just the story that you see uh, portrayed, you know, read in the movie itself. Uh, Okay. Do you, do you think that there is a, uh, do you think that there's a reason behind that or, um, Uh, I, I like to think that it makes the comedy play a little better because um, there's some stuff in here that's just completely nonsensical. And if they were trying to make a serious film out of it, even you know, even with the comedy in there, there's bits and pieces of this movie that you're just like, seriously, really, okay. And and by making it a story in the movie, uh, that plays a little better. It doesn't seem as silly and 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 way the hell out there. It just it's more it it frames it in a way that makes it more palatable for the silliness to occur inside of. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you also get the reverse thing where you can jump out of the book and into, you know, quote unquote real life and have these, these other actors comment on like what you were just watching, you know, a little bit of um, mystery science theater for lack of a better, you know, phrase, you know, you, yeah. you get a little bit of the crowd that can, can say, Hey, you know, stop, stop reading all the kissing parts or like, you know, that, that kind of yeah. stuff that's, yeah, yeah. So when when the book gets a little ridiculous, they can do the the technical terms, put a lantern on it, and say, "Yes, we get this is ridiculous. We agree with you, but hey, exactly. let's go on with the story." Yeah, yeah. No, I I did like that because that that kind of adds a little extra thing that you don't get with the book because yeah. a lot of times with movies, like if you are not careful with um with with that stuff, it's like it, you can you can tell. Uh, I feel like you can tell a richer story if you um if it's not just like a complete like retelling of what's already in the book, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? So, so I did like that because it it adds a little bit of extra flavor that you might not have gotten otherwise with the book. Yeah. Whereas if you compare it to Ellis's other comedy movie, uh, men in tights, uh, (laughs) that's just silly and crazy for its own purposes. And so it's like, none of it has to make any sense, but it, it just, it loses any sense of actual like, gravity to the story it's just being silly the whole movie through and there's you know there's nothing to sort of ground it in that movie so this one yeah feels more solid even though it's it's one step further removed from reality right and but it's not quite as far as men in tights because like men in tights is to robin hood as uh monty python and the holy grail is to like any king arthur story yeah (laughs) yeah 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 um, so we start off with the story here. Um, so we have uh, we have the main we have the two main characters right off the bat um, who are introduced right from the start. Um, and um, <laughs> and I love how um, I love how like because uh, they spend like the first like five minutes basically saying like, hey, so there's this farm boy named Wesley 
uh, and we have the uh, princess, uh, the princess to be, uh, Buttercup, and basically they fall in love happily ever after the end <laughs> in like the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's your classic fairy tale right off the bat, and then we're out. <laughs> right, yeah, but of course, there's more to the story than that. Otherwise. Why would there be an hour and thirty minute long movie? <laughs> but um, but that uh, but but that that it, well, that was a really good way to uh, intro the movie. Um, <laughs> well, and 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 what's uh, what's crazy about uh, about that, by the way, too, is because um, Wesley has to go off into war. Basically, he's called out to war, um, and and supposedly what happens is he gets killed um, while he's at war. Or does he? Because we find out later that uh, he may he may have uh, he may have survived longer than uh, than you may have first thought, perhaps. Right, exactly. As as um, you would expect from the main character in a fairy tale. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, no, absolutely. They, they, they do have some pretty good plot armor. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because 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 you can't have you can't have the main character die in a in a pl- uh, in like the story. What when does that ever? Oh wait, Romeo and Juliet. Oh mm. right. <laughs> well, there's. I mean, there is a subtle thing that uh, because in the intro, it's not it's not a hundred percent clear that those are the main characters because you haven't seen the rest of the movie yet. So hey, who knows? Maybe he dies and then there's something that happens later that lays off that, and that was just a you know. So if you don't know what's going to happen. You might think he was actually dead. That's sure. True. Yeah, and and jumping a little bit ahead here, um, um, you he 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 he's he, you may you think he has died more than once in this movie, which is <laughs> which is quite crazy. Like, I, when does that ever? Uh, that doesn't happen except in a fairy tale, right? Where where the where one of the main characters almost dies twice, and then they somehow what? are alive at the end. Well, it does play off, and this comes a little later when they're in the fire swamp kind of thing, but he does mention, after he comes back, and she's like, I thought you were dead, and he literally says, death is no obstacle, essentially. So later in the movie, when he dies, (laughs) you're like, (laughs) he already said death is no obstacle, and it turns out that's true. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so that's where we start off, right? And so so, uh, Wesley goes off to battle. He is they presume dead, right? Um, and then we jump ahead a few years. Um, uh, Buttercup becomes the princess, and um, and and they have like this big scene uh, at the castle, like introducing the new princess, right? Um, or princess to be because they weren't princess, married yet, or yeah, princess to be, right? Because they they hadn't been married yet. That's true. Um, no, and I, I, then I, yeah. It just occurred to me, but I always found that scene a little awkward because they're up on the, you know, they're up on the parapets talking down to the crowd. And then she comes, they're here and then 90 degrees from that down at ground level. She comes out of a completely different door. You would think if they were introducing her, they would bring her out on the parapets with them. So that's a good a little point. Interesting. Yeah, that exactly. A good point. Actually. Yeah. No, that, that does make, now that you say that, yeah, that does make <laughs> like, why would, I mean, <laughs> 
is that like a secret like um gender role thing or something i don't know i I don't know it just it just seemed you know i'm just like oh that's interesting they did it that way uh i I think it plays into a scene later um the placement of you know where people are at for the scene later because they're essentially there's a second scene that essentially duplicates that but you know happening later and she comes out and then they've got the old the old hag that's you know shouting at her and so if she was up in the parapets that scene doesn't work right but it's supposed to mirror the previous scene so Mm. the previous scene has to be set up and it's yeah so yeah yeah i think it works the way it does it's just but if you it works as long as you don't think about it too hard (laughs) but if you think about it that's an interesting way to do that sir but if anybody uh knows uh brian from our uh from our game night sessions you know he overthinks everything so (laughs) sorry (laughs) So uh, this this is classic Brian we're witnessing right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, so the princess to be, which I I also didn't understand this as well. So the princess to be, um, is I guess going out into the forest. Um, did we ever find out why she went to the forest? <clears throat> I'm I'm she, I'm trying. I don't remember. I thought she was like gathering berries or something innocuous yeah, like that. I had to, th- I have to think it's, it, yeah, I, I think it was some like mundane task that, that was required or something, you know? Um, but, uh, but we have, uh, I, 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 we have, we have a situation where we have um, two people or is it, I think all three of them actually are there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you have you have in the notes here uh, because I completely forgot their names. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, but um, <laughs> Vizini, Viziki, and no, uh, Inigo, Vizini, Fezic, and Inigo, Inigo, Vizini, yeah, Fezic, and Inigo, Fezic, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it's but, well, uh, Inigo, but yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and and there, and it's a classic, uh, it's a classic fairy tale trope. You gotta you gotta capture the princess, you know got that's got to be a part of the fairy tale right (laughs) um and i do have a slight problem though with the way (laughs) maybe this has to do with the fact that it's the movie version i i wonder if the book kind of puts it in a better way than they did and in some ways i feel like it's perhaps maybe a little bit more um ridiculous on purpose for the movie's sake but they uh, they make up the situation that they're just a poor circus. There's no town for miles, and they basically need like money essentially. Um, and then um, <laughs> and then basically when uh, when the princess to be says, uh, "Well, no, I can't do that for you." <laughs> their response is just, "Okay, well, we're just gonna kidnap you," <laughs> <laughs> which of course is what they were gonna do the whole time, right? Yeah, uh- um, I think I think the 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 bit with the circus uh, is just the beginning of of you learning a little bit more about Vizzini, uh and uh, what his character is all about. In that, uh, the longer the movie goes on, the more you become aware that he thinks he's this grand genius that has all the plans, uh, mm-hmm. but they don't always work out. Yeah, <laughs> so, as, exactly. A, yeah, as you'll see later, we have a uh, we have a masked. Uh, <laughs> ninja like pirate thing guy i don't know <laughs> uh which which we'll talk about in a moment here but um uh but uh there there was another scene um i i, I guess they weren't really that intent on killing her because 
there was a uh, there was a scene involving <laughs> there was a scene involving uh the princess making a daring escape from um from their ship and 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 she's swimming away and then there's just all of a sudden these creatures in the water that just like that, that that of course they're like oh they're gonna eat you alive <laughs> <laughs> because of course they are right like um, there were shrieking eels by the way shrieking yeah, eels shrieking yes eels. thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> and like and it, it, it's funny because fred savage just pauses the story right there <laughs> just it's like it's like a big intense moment and then fred just come just butts in and just like wait a minute hold on that was great yeah oh and then uh after the after he's done interrupting the thing i liked was him trying to find his place in the book again and they actually re-show bits of the scene that were just led up to that but with him talking over it while he's trying to find his place in the book right yeah no 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 you already read that (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 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 no that was great too yeah um but but for some reason, like they decide to save her from um from the eels. Well, and, I, the, and it, it, yeah, so the original plan is, is is they're kidnapping her and they're literally taking her to Gilder, uh, and then they want to frame Gilder for it. Which if if Gilder um kidnapped them, but they don't find her in Gilder, that kind of undercuts the story there. So they're literally taking her to Gilder, which is why they're going across that sea and up up the cliffs and sand and all that. Mm, okay. They don't actually ever get anywhere near Gilder, but that's where they're headed. That's why they're going that way. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. And here's the here's the thing because because they save her from from the from the eels, right? They take mm-hmm. her. Uh, they take her to this mountain, right? That they, they got to climb this mountain. Um, the cliffs of insanity. <laughs> yes, the cliffs. Right. Of insanity. Cliffs of insanity. <laughs> that's right. And um. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed this. I, 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 I can't imagine that this was on purpose, but there was some, there was this continuity error that I noticed where as mm-hmm. they're climbing the mountain, literally a couple scenes later, we're introduced to the, um, to the masked man, um, mm-hmm. which spoiler alert is Wesley, but we don't know that at the time. Uh, but we, but we see this masked man uh, arrive right behind them. And when and when he gets to the cliff, their ship is just gone. Just yeah, no longer I think there. This is, <laughs> I think this is down to the way they shot the movie because you had you had um, you know Vizini and Fezzik and Inigo come in with with Buttercup on their boat and park at at the shore, and they were taking up the whole shoreline that was available to to Morat. And so then I, I guarantee they were shooting the the climbing scene, and then they they have to shoot the, the Wesley coming in scene. And they're like. Oh shit! Where's he gonna park his fucking boat? <laughs> like, uh, so they just said, "Well, yeah. I guess we just remove the other boat, and he can park there." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, and there's uh, there's also the possibility that they didn't actually moor the boat; they just jumped off and let it float away. But I, yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Like, I'm trying to remember: did they tie up the boat? And I don't remember them tying up the boat, yeah. so maybe it just washed away to shore because they didn't need yeah, it and anymore. The, and I think part of the problem there is, um, so it, that um, it's. They've interspliced um, a set uh, for the bottom of the cliffs, which is which is where they didn't have enough room because that was actually a set in a building uh, with shots of somebody actually climbing up. The, those cliffs are in uh, County Clare, uh, apparently. 
They're mm. actually, and so some of those shots are the actual cliffs, and they've done a matte painting that looks like those cliffs, but they added the the ruins on top. And so that bot that scene at the bottom of the cliffs is not the actual cliffs. The actual cliffs have a lot more room at the bottom of them. Right. Mm. Okay. And, so and I, yeah, so I think they just ran into problems with yeah. They just went well. Our set's only so big, we can't fit two boats in here. So we'll just we'll just hand wave that away. It's it's just a fairy tale anyway. So sure. <laughs> well, and 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 I and and the and those cliffs that you're talking about, um, I believe we were talking in the watch party, um, that some of the some of these scenes were shot in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know if yeah. those cliffs are in Ireland or not, but I know some of the uh some of the scenes are shot in Ireland and it's, it's very beautiful. Like the, 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 yeah, yeah. the, 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 whoever scouted the location for this did a superb job that that was, those were great. I, I guess, I guess they're called the cliffs of more. And yes, they're in, they're in County Clare in Ireland. Okay. Yep. There you go. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it, it's great. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I guess quick, they were also used in yeah. Harry Potter as well. Oh, hmm. interesting. Okay. Yep. That's a, that's another one to add to the list. I have I have read a couple of the Harry Potter books. I stopped at like book five, I think, but I read the first four. So there you go. Book five was too much for me at the time. <laughs> Couldn't read all that much. Um, but uh, but but you quickly realize that these minions, for lack of a better term, um. They're not as smart as you think they are. Um, um, and they're also really cocky, right? Like one of them, <laughs> one, one of them is like, uh, uh, one of them is like, uh, I'll use my left hand because, you know, to take out the masked man, it'd be too quick to, with my right hand. So I'll use my left hand because I want to challenge, right? I don't yeah, want, I no, don't. and that's an ego. But he's also speaking from truth because he is a master swordsman. Like he has trained his entire life to, to be good with the sword. And he's considered very, very good, which is why Vizzini hired him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and so yeah, we we have that uh, we have that scene right, and and they're doing this like this sword fight. Well, first before they even do the sword fight, they they have like a casual conversation. The masked man uh, um, arrives at the uh, at the top of the cliff, and he's like, uh, well. We can fight like gentlemen if you if you holster me up here, like. And he's like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> yeah, Inigo and was t- tired of waiting, and he's also yeah. a gentleman because when he does get to the top of the cliff, uh, Inigo's like, "No, no, take a rest. I don't want to fight you when you're tired. Like, I want this to be fun." <laughs> yeah, right. No, and, and they're just having like a casual conversation before battle. <laughs> it's like yeah. they're talking about their family life, and then it's like, "On God." <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah basically. it is because they're both uh, perfect gentlemen. And um, for the for this actual fight, there's a really good video by Jill Barrop uh, that you can go find that uh, really digs into this fight in detail. Uh, <laughs> much, the, uh, much more detail sh- than we have time for here. It's a it's a 15 minute long video. Oh nice. Yeah, she's well, actually a, a stage fight choreographer yeah. and and like expert, so she's understands why they build these fight scenes the way they do, even though they're not at all realistic. But but they're they're really cool to watch and they they look really great on screen and it, they're exciting you know yeah uh but one of the one of the things she does mention that's really interesting is this is when he does uh get to the top of the cliff he's, he's getting ready to pull out a sword and, and inigo's like no you can you can catch your breath uh at that moment what you'll notice is inigo who we've already discovered is not left-handed you know but 
he's going to fight left-handed has mm-hmm. a sword on his left side, which if you're left-handed, it's really awkward to draw your sword with your left hand off of your left side. So the fact that his sword's on his left side would indicate he's probably right-handed and anybody <laughs> paying attention, you know, any good sword fighter would probably notice that detail and go, Hmm, something weird here. And, and of course, whereas, and of course, Wesley knows right off the get-go. Whereas right? Wesley, who has just been climbing the cliff has, has repositioned his sword. So it's behind him, but it's, it's behind him in such a way that he draw, he can draw it with his left hand. Hmm. So later in the fight, when he goes, I am also not left-handed, that would actually come as a surprise because he's holstered his sword as if he is left-handed, as as opposed to Nigo, who hasn't. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool little fight detail that they yeah. put in there that, I mean, only sword nerds would really pay attention to or, or even so, notice in the film, but it's cool. You know? Yeah, so in the in the Discord, I got a screenshot of, of exactly that. You can see that in that one that one screenshot. It's in uh, GameNightDiscord.com. Look for the Cinemavention channel. You'll see that uh, posted. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, no, and and the and I I did. <laughs> they have the fight, their sword fight, right? They they go through all this effort to just to like have like a good clean fight. It's like it's pretty. It's a pretty even match, right? Like they're going back and forth, right? And then yeah. <laughs> the way that it ends, right? Of course, Wesley comes out on top, of course, right? But the way that he does it, <laughs> I think he he pulls like a. They're go. They go through all this effort. They're showing. They're showing like all of the like like shing 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 like all of that stuff, right? And then um, <laughs> and then they decide uh to act for Wesley to actually defeat him is just like do a fake out and uh, and then just like basically just like punch him in the head, basically. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why did you need the swords? <laughs> well, no, that was after he had already defeated him. Yeah, like he had already gotten the sword out of his hand, and he was like, "You're oh, there's right, nothing yeah. you can do. I've already so won." Yeah, so Nigo is like essentially, you know, capitulating the fight, uh, and and then Wesley says right afterwards, "I think I think we ended up talking over it, which is why you may not have heard it." But he's yeah. like, um, uh, he mentions that he couldn't he couldn't destroy a uh, work of art. Like you know, he's uh, he was equating an ego to a, a beautiful pane of stained glass. You know, it's like he couldn't ruin that. He's a really good sword fighter, and he didn't want to destroy him. So he just knocked him out instead because he said, but I can't have you following me. So he knocks him out. Exactly. Yeah. Also, uh, also, I forgot to mention this earlier, but uh, I, 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 this, this has no meaning to it. I just, I just found this funny because uh, I put this in my notes this way. So I, I wanted to say it. before, uh, before the, uh, before the other two take off uh, because they, they go further on um, in the, uh, in the, uh, what do you call the countryside, I guess. And because mm. like Wesley is basically, it's like a boss battle pretty much is what it is. Right. Exactly. And, um, and he, uh, and before they go, um, uh, the main guy helped me out with the name. Sorry. Vizzini. 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 Yeah. Vizzini, uh, makes a comment. He's like, fine. Have it. Uh, he, cause it, cause he says, I'll use my left hand. Cause it'll be too quick on my right hand. And Vizzini is just like, Fine, have it your way. I'm like, this isn't Burger King, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I, I, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear a fine have it your way without hearing the Burger King tagline. <laughs> that was just hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the movie, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I uh, and uh, so they they go on uh, to to the uh, to battle right. He continues to go on. He's 
fighting um, uh, Andre the Giant, uh, which it seems like they have sort of like a string. Like he's, he seems like his, I mean, he, I mean, of course, Andre the Giant just like towers over him, right? And is <laughs> clearly has more muscle, right? I mean, so, I mean, how clever was him to cast an actual giant as the giant? Yes, exactly. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, so, but yeah, he easily defeats him. Like, no problem. I mean, it's kind of just like, I, it, there's really nothing to say well, about it because I wouldn't say easily. So, well, not he easily. Gets, he, he gets shoved into quite a few rocks during that fight. That was, that, that would have been pretty rough holding on for as long as he did. No, that's fair. Actually. No, you're right. Um, but he, but he does defeat him, right? Like he, uh, he, 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 he finds, he finds a weak spot. He, he, he defeats him. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and they do point, they do point out that he has that weak spot because the giants used to fighting multiple people at once. So usually mm. he find a way to round that because he's fighting a bunch of other people at the same time and can deal with, you know, you know, maybe run him into other people or something like that. But when it's only one person, his normal tactics don't really apply. And so uh-huh. that's, that's how he found the weak spot. I see. Okay. And then he gets to Vizzini, right? <laughs> and yes. it's basically instead of a sword fight for Vizzini, it's a mind game. But but he also like so oh, wait, 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 wait. We're gonna phrase this correctly. It's not a mind game, it's a battle of wits. Battle to the of death. wits. To the death. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, yes. to the death of Inconceivable. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to the, to the, yeah, that's that's also yeah, Vizzini, that is a cl- uh, inconceivable is is a line you hear a lot from Vizzini. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Um, but uh, but but uh, that's the thing. Like Vizzini has uh, the princess. Like at, I mean, sword point. I guess because you can't really a say dagger, it. but yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's sort of a dagger because you can't yeah. really say he's got her at gunpoint because it's not a gun. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, but but yeah, he's holding her hostage. Right, exactly. And 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 I love how he had no intent to kill before, but now he does because Wesley's there. Right, <laughs> it's a threat. It's 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 like I know that you're after this woman. You don't want her to die, so mm-hmm. I will kill her if you don't stop pursuing me or whatever. You know, it's it's his insurance. Yes. Yeah, he was using right. his leverage, uh, but he his goal was never to kill her anyways. He was just using that as leverage. And if, right. if, if it turned out he had to kill her, well, I guess oh, well. he could drag the body to Gilder and leave it there. You know, that's I mean, he yeah. probably it would probably work out. So, OK, yeah, but uh, but it didn't work out for him because uh, in the Battle of the Wits, of course, uh, <laughs> Wesley does a switcheroo and then another switcheroo on top of that. Because well, it's, not well, a switch, it's not a switcheroo. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. So so if you haven't seen the battle, wits is is there's two goblets, there's wine in them, and uh, Wesley has uh, brought along a poison that is odorless, tasteless, and dissolves instantly in liquid. So iocane so, powder, iocane powder. Uh, mm-hmm. And so what he does is he takes the goblets, puts them behind his back, um, does something back there, and then puts them on the t- he puts one in front of Vicini and one in front of him, and he says the battle of wits has begun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ostensibly he has poisoned one of the cups, and yeah, the, th- the, thing, the goal yeah, the thing, of the game is who, whose cup is poisoned. Yeah. However, we find out he has been building an immunity iocane powder. This is why you don't trust the guy that brings his own poison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he's put it in both cups. So yeah, because, because originally <laughs> you think because originally because this is what I was thinking in my head. I was like, 
okay, so he poisoned his own cup and he swapped uh he and when he swapped the two cups, that's what got him, right? No, but no, it was bo- just but no, it was just he's immune to it. Yeah, <laughs> so it again, again that was yeah, again, that was another one I think we ended up talking over where he says, No, they were both poisoned. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't hear he that. that. He's been but building yeah. up yeah. that immunity. Yeah. Uh yeah, and that was that was the thing. Is it's it, i was you know, for the first several times I watched the movie it was clever, but yeah, this last time I was like, you know, it occurs to me that if somebody brings their own poison, probably shouldn't trust their poison. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But yeah. uh but yeah, so uh so so Wesley saves the princess, right? We um it, the story's over, right? No. No. <laughs> well, she also not. doesn't know it's Wesley yet at this point. That's... She just she still thinks it's the Dread Pirate Roberts. And so when she hears uh, Prince Humperdinck and, and his you know band of people coming after, you know, trying to find her, uh, they're standing on this this the edge of this like really steep hill. And so she pushes him down. And as as she pushes him down the hill, he says, as you wish. And she realizes, oh, crap. I just basically I killed Wesley and I but I don't want to be with Humperdinck and then she throws herself down the hill. Yeah. And that's and, and, how we right. get to the fire swamp. Yeah. And the <laughs> and the discussion that happens before that oftentimes is overlooked, but it points out um why he shows up as the Dread Pirate Roberts and doesn't just show up as Wesley is Wesley thinks that he he went off disappeared came back and and she was getting married to somebody else and that that she hadn't, you know, that she had just instantly, oh, love of my life and now she's just going to go marry this other guy. So he was test essentially testing her out to see what's going on here. Does she still love me and all that stuff? And that's when she points out, I was like, but you you know, the, he's dead. So what else am I going to do? And and then she does during that discussion say, no, I don't love Humperdinck, you know? So he's like, okay. So when he pushed, when she pushes him off the thing, he's like, okay, it looks like I may have misread the situation. She actually just thought I was dead. And you know, is it, it wasn't that she was, didn't wait around or anything like that. So right, and then also right, exactly, yeah, and so then yeah, then then he says as you wish. They sort that out, and and just coincidentally, while they're rolling down the hill, his mask flies off, and then it's gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't need it anymore because we yeah. already know he's Wesley, and it's like, all right, fine, get rid of the mask. Yeah. Right, yeah, but, it, but it's not like he removes it himself. It's just on the way down the hill. It, you, there's a point where you see it fly off, and then it's just gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and of course the line of the line of the movie for me anyway, which <laughs> it's so funny hearing this line um um right now given what we're dealing with right now in the world. But <laughs> at one point Wesley, because I, I I think Buttercup was asking like why the mask or something, <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. Wesley responds with, "I think everyone will be wearing masks in the future." It's like yeah. they knew, they knew forty years <laughs> Although, earlier. Wrong kind of mask, but the, yeah, yeah. Like, I just think it's fashionable. Everybody will be wearing them in the future. They're terribly comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah no, and the, and the fact that uh, yeah, no, it, it, it eventually came true. It just took forty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, that that was just we we all we all were just like ecstatic once we heard that line because in any other um in any other year uh like it, it would have just gone by completely unnoticed but yeah, yeah. yeah but it's so it's so funny um you know hearing it now <laughs> it's amazing um but yeah so 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 buttercup pushes down wesley because she doesn't believe that well she doesn't 
she doesn't want anything to do with this guy, right? Like, because yep. she she doesn't know. She it's thinks Wesley. he's another captor, mm-hmm. right? But then, uh, but but then eventually she catches on to yeah, as you wish. That I completely forgot to about that from from the first scene because yeah, it's yeah. brought up again, and then that's when she realizes, oh wait a minute, this is this is the guy, right? Yeah. Which makes which makes things really awkward now because um because there's uh there's a prince that definitely wants uh <laughs> definitely wants uh to get married now mm-hmm. and um and and he's now getting in the way of that so yep. so this was only the beginning of of Wesley's troubles out here um in the story yeah exactly yeah um. And then, uh, and then, uh, a, a, and some, a lot of things happen, right? So, so the the prince eventually, the the well, because the prince and uh, he had like a trope of like three people that he was, um, that he because they were finding the princess as well, right? Yeah, um, they were be- looking for the princess, <laughs> right? Um, and so when they find, uh, when they find Wesley, and they and and. Strangely enough, they found him after because they go through the fiery pit, right? The, the fire swamp or the fire, fire swamp, swamp. Yeah. right? Yeah, and um, and and I guess that was just I I don't know what the purpose of that was other than to bring them to the prince because like it's really kind of just like a filler scene in my mind. I mean, yeah, it's like it, it's got some cool stuff in it, but yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's it's story building. It, it's story and world building because you're telling how cool of a guy uh, Wesley is, and you know because like he's done all this cool shit. He just beat three people that are the best at what they do, and then now he can make it through the fire swamp. But it also like builds out the world some. Like you kind of understand this is a little bit of a fantastic place. It's not like real life exactly. Yeah. Also, it does. Uh, it does one other thing is it gives them a chance to interact with each other for a little bit. Um, but keep in mind they're on foot, and the people following them are on horses. So if they don't go in the fire swamp, they would have just been instantly caught. Mm, okay. Right. Right. Oh, so yeah, that gives that's them, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that gives them some time to do character develop. You know, to interact with each other. You know, figure out that they actually do love each other and all that stuff. So by the time they get out of the fire swamp, they're committed to sticking with each other which makes the discussion that happens on the other end of the fire swamp when they just went around it um, all the more harder where that that's where he's like okay but i just i just want to make sure you know they both just want to make sure the other one is lives so they were kind of willing to do whatever it would take at the other end of the fire swamp so and then and then yeah the world building part is great in the fire swamp there's a lot of fun stuff that happens in there so i i can't call that a throwaway thing because the movie would suck if that if that scene was mm. yeah plus okay. it gives one of the best lines about you know rodents of yes. unusual size oh i don't believe they exist right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's funny that he says that immediately after seeing one. Oh yeah <laughs> it's it's him trying to be like uh don't, yeah. don't worry about that i don't think that's real man that's just fairy tales <laughs> yeah. yeah right and um, i always screw it up because he says think they exist and i always say believe they exist it's think they exist i don't think yeah. they exist mm. yeah I, I i will say though so i i want here's a question i'll put out to you guys so mm-hmm. when when the prince does find um wesley and the princess right they, of course, uh, the prince is obviously like, give her back, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, that makes sense, right? But I wonder if because the prince, the prince, or the prince is like on foot, like they're just they're kind of trailing behind everybody though. So like I'm wondering, like is does the prince believe that Wesley was the one that ultimately captured her in the first place? No, 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 because no. the prince is the one that sent uh, Vizini, Fezzik, yeah. and Inigo yeah. so, to go capture her so he could frame Gilder for it. Yeah, that's that's exposition that happens later in the movie. Uh, you find out that it's actually Prince Humperdinck that uh, is the person who sent Fe- uh, Vizini after to catch her, and then you, and then take her to Gilder to blame Gilder. Mm. And that's actually that's actually where at the beginning when they're asking why are you ripping what what is that you're doing over there? He was ripping a piece of a, of a Gilder uniform to leave it at the place where she was abducted so that they could use that as evidence. Well, where do you think he got the uniform from? Okay. Well, and that makes more sense as to why um, um, Vezik and Inigo um, are helping out Wesley um, at the end of the movie. That makes more sense now. They were they essentially started off as hired goons, but then when they found out, as they both interacted with the man in black and discovered that he was an honorable gentleman and all that, when it Uh and then when it they found out what was really going on, they're like, "Oh no, he's he's the guy we should be helping, not this guy who just paid us money." Right. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was uh yeah, because because cuz that cuz that's not really clear until until you actually um, you know, see this see it play out in my mind. Cuz yeah. cuz cuz at yeah. first I'm just like what are what are these guys doing just kidnapping the princess? Like it seems out of place until you realize that like oh, they're working for him. Yeah, and it's it's one of the reasons it's a really good movie is there's a lot of stuff that happens in the beginning of the movie that doesn't get explained until the end of the movie. Yeah. So, no. so you know, it's it's not one of those. It's just a sequential thing, and you're introduced as no. It's it's there was a plot, and the, you have to watch the whole movie to get the whole plot. Yeah, which, which yeah, I exactly. like. I like that in movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> And uh, and and eventually, um, it, 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 you know, s- stuff starts to happen, right? Um, so, uh, uh, so the so the princess does go back to um, uh, to the to the castle, and and so she's taken back to the castle is a little bit yeah. more true. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, um, essentially, the discussion happens is she says she's willing to go with them. If they let Wesley go back to his ship. Right. Which of course. And he, prom- and he promises that he's going to do that. But then that's not. But of course that's not what he does. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because. Uh, because. Uh, the prince takes Wesley to the six fingered man. Which. Uh, yeah. why, why, why six fingers. Why. Oh that's. The, the significance <laughs> there is that he killed Inigo's father. Yeah. Wait like and Inigo says this way back in the beginning of the movie about how he's on you know been getting good at being a swordsman in his search for the six-fingered man so that he can kill him and avenge his father's death it's a why six fingers it's just a peculiarity that uniquely identifies that specific person because inigo never knew his name because he was just a kid when he first interacted with him right okay so he didn't know the person's name so he couldn't ask for my name he just goes have you seen anybody with six fingers that's the only way he knows how to identify him Ah, okay okay um and so uh, and so it t- they take uh they they take him to this dungeon which is um which is 
you know, isolated oh, out. It's no- not, oh, I'm sorry. It's not just a dungeon. It's the, the pit of, oh, 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 I'm sorry, uh, the pit of despair, <laughs> <laughs> which was another thing we ended up talking over. So you missed that bit, but it's hilarious. Yeah, no, that is, Cause, yeah, cause, that is. Because he's got. Cause he's got all this stuff on his face and you think he's going to, you know, just be talking like that in that raspy voice the whole time. It's perfectly in character with the makeup he's got. And then he's just like, Oh no, I just got something in my throat. And he just starts talking like a normal person. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and, and that's something too that, uh, and, and, and I think, uh, by now, if you've listened to a couple of episodes, you realize that like th- there, there are a little, there are a little, there are some details in the movie that, that'll fog up in my brain a little bit and and that's because with these watch parties you know you have to keep it going you can't like pause and analyze stuff in the movie because you know because you typically if you do like an actual watch party you're like pausing you're looking for details like right here there's a thing right here and but you don't get that luxury so i'm watching it for the first time i'm kind of giving my opinion and then but but this is what I like about it is, is like I, I get to have you guys as guests so that we can, you know, yep. help fill out those details. Yeah. And for, unfortunately, this is one of those movies that you can watch a bunch of times. So I have, which is why I know these details is is it's not mm-hmm. because I picked them all up the first time I watched the movie. It's after seeing it several times. Stuff. Once you know what happens at the end of the movie, when you watch it the next time, you're like, oh, now the stuff that happens at the beginning of the movie makes even more sense than it did the first time I saw it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's there. Yeah, it's almost like uh, yeah. This is definitely one of those movies that you have to watch again to to get all of, like the finer details because it's a great movie by itself, right? Yeah. But yeah, but you but you it discover those hidden gems in the movie, which is good. So yeah, Fezzik and um, Inigo they uh, they discover that like what's really going on behind the scenes, right? And they uh, they basically were like, well, we got to we got to stop this from happening. Right. So and they and they and they go to discover the uh, they try to find where uh, the pit of despair is. (laughs) And well, just a little bit of clarification. Um, The thing is uh, that what gets an ego back into it is um, they found out who the six finger man is. So Inigo wants to go kill that guy. So he wants to get into the castle to kill Rugen. Uh, So that's his motivation. Um, They don't even know the pit of despair exists, um, but they're, you know, they're like, okay, we got to go do something. And then they hear that scream that happens and that's what leads them to go find it. And they they realize that the whole reason they go back to find the man in black, because they don't know him as Wesley or anything yet, because because he's, he's smart. (laughs) Neither of them really are good at planning. Yeah, they 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 might have gone to Vizini for that, but he's he's dead. So they're like, who, who? Well, he outsmarted him, so he must be smarter than Vizini. So we'll go find the man in black, so that we can go kill Rugen. Is is their initial plan? Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And um, but they yep. do, but they eventually do discover it. And the way they discover it is is once again like, I it, it's slapstick, but but. At this point, with the fact that everything at, up until this point, it, it go it goes it goes with the movie, yeah, right? It's right like, in character with the movie, yeah, right. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and, and so, so the question is: Did he stumble on it, or did his father's spirit actually guide his sword uh, to that tree? Yeah. Mm, that might be a point it's, it's of uh, debate between uh, that, that. Might that that's that's one of those things where you get that's where you get those debates on Reddit, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, right? Is discussing and, and there details. is no there is no answer to that. I mean, not it, unless you want to ask the director. 
yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, even he maybe doesn't have one. Or S. Morgenstern. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. But, uh, but, it, but it finishes off with, uh, yeah, they discover the scream. Because, by the way, the scream happens because the princess uh, says, like, I don't, I don't want to get, basically saying, I don't want to get married to you. I'm in love with Wesley. Yeah. which was which was a big mistake right because <laughs> it basically because, sealed wesley's fate almost. Uh, and it, it just occurred to me we're not saying we're not saying his name often enough it's because that pisses humperdink off mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. humperdink prince humperdink exactly yes Humper, humperdink uh, humperdink yes which yeah. comes in a minute, <laughs> there's, but, so, there's yeah. so many um, names to keep track so, of <laughs> yeah and so um so yeah her discovering that wesley's still alive sort of puts her off the whole marriage thing and so they they come to an agreement saying well we'll send a letter to wesley and if he comes back for you then well then i guess i'll let you go with him but if he doesn't then you know consider marrying me instead of killing yourself is 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 what the agreement comes down to but he doesn't send the letters off to wesley she thinks he does um and so she's so committed that he's like i better get rid of this wesley guy because yep as long as he's still alive she's not going to want to marry me and that's and that's why he turns it up to yeah. fifty, which of course, um, <laughs> no, not to fifty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah well, not to fifty. Because Rugen, who made this, is like he's he's starts at a setting of one, which you know makes Wesley cry. Like that's that's got to be bad. Wesley's a badass. We already know this. It's been established. And, uh-huh. and Rugen's like, I hope to one day go as high as five. Yeah. <laughs> and of and course, that, Humperdinck comes in there, is all pissed 50. off, and just like. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and that's uh, but but that's where that scream comes from. And that's how they find the place in the first place, because yeah. so it, it's ironic because the prince is so pissed off. And and that's what uh, and that's what ultimately, um, you know, yeah, destroys it, yeah, him at the just, end. Yeah. If he had just let Rugen continue doing what he was doing, um, they would have never found Wesley. Exactly. Yep. No, it's uh yeah, he kind of shot himself in the foot with that. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh so they they do uh they do eventually find Wesley, uh Fezzik and Inigo do. And um and, and but he's already dead. But he but he's dead. Once again, or is he? <laughs> oh no, he's Well, I guess the term is mostly dead. Mostly dead. <laughs> Mo- mostly dead. Yeah. Because because there's a point where you can be mostly dead and yeah no that's fair, fairy tale tropes aside you know that's basically what's happening oh yeah here. they make it a whole thing yeah yeah right yeah and it uh, and so it it ends off with uh, they're gonna take him to this miracle worker which happens to uh, be Billy miracle Crystal Max. yeah mm-hmm. miracle Max yeah Billy Crystal and. It's yeah, it's it's so I that scene was weird because the lines that that they had for uh, for Miracle Max was just like, I, I don't know, like cause, oh, I thought that was some of the funniest stuff. Oh, oh yeah, it was, that's, it was when, when they first show up. Oh, yeah. He's no, like, go was, away or I'll call the brute squad. And Fezzik is like, yeah. I'm on the brute squad. And Miracle Max <laughs> looks at him he's like, you are the brute squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, 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 some it's the, too good it is it's some of the best lines of the movie in that scene it's miracle max yeah yeah but right. uh, and, and miracle max of course used to work for the prince yeah mm, yeah no and and it took uh and it took uh the wife getting involved before um before it would actually happen right 
And yeah, because um, yeah, Miracle, yeah. Miracle Max is all put off by his former employment. He's like, this this is like doing this. So he's off, you know, doing this other thing. And and when they show up, they don't have very much money. He's like, I've never done a miracle for this little. And so they're like, why should I do a miracle for you? So they have to have that whole discussion and things. And and uh, and Ego's like making stuff up, and he's like, you suck at lying and all that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so they so they do the thing where they inflate his lungs and push on his thing and go, okay, what what's there for a living? And, and they do the whole to blave uh, thing, it's like because he <laughs> because he still doesn't want to do the miracle. He's like, no. So it, it turns out what finally convinces him is is uh, that they're going to go screw over Humperdinck, and he's like, oh Humperdinck, I hate that guy. <laughs> mm, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's basically what kind of uh, <laughs> what kind yeah. of. Uh, you know, seals it for him. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he regains enough strength, uh, to where he can, uh, basically, uh, stop the wedding from happening, which I, which I, which I also thought was weird. Cause if you're, cause if you're actually trying to make this happen, right. Like, cause you hear all the, you hear all the commotion happening outside. Right. And then yep. the, uh, and so the prince is like, wait here i'm gonna go look and see what's i'm like you're literally right there like all you have to do is just go through the motions and then you're done yeah. right then it's yeah. then it's then it's all over right but well, now he tries he, to go through the motions but he doesn't do it right yeah but yeah. he just says he's just telling the, the priest to say man and wife man and wife and then the priest is like okay i don't yeah. get my head chopped to off, him so man and wife yeah, because to Humperdinck, the end of the, the the ceremony is when they say man and wife. Humperdinck, completely forgetting how the ceremony is supposed to work and what the point of it is, is the mm-hmm. part where you say I do. Right. So he skips over that part. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, but thankfully, Wesley has enough uh, strength to stop the princess from, from jumping off the, um, from jumping off the castle. Uh, no, no, no. Right she was going to. No, no, no. She, she, she was going to. Yes, yeah, stab herself. And at or this, yeah, stab herself. Yeah, yeah, we get another amazing line from Wesley, where he's like, "There's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It would be a pity to damage yours." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because I was just like, "Okay, all right." <laughs> that was that, that right. was kind of just out of nowhere. Um, but we do we do get the other good fight scene just before that between uh, uh, Inigo and um, uh, Count Ruben. Yeah, and yeah. It's just it's, it's a really good scene, and it's a, another again iconic line because this movie's just full of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> it says it multiple times throughout the fight. Too. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been practicing his whole life, and it's like he says it yeah. once, and it didn't seem to have the right effect, so he just keeps saying it, and it's funny. He's like, <laughs> stop saying that. Yeah, and and I wonder if that kind of throws him off his game a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Inigo's just a better swordsman. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, he, he, yeah. he only got an upper hand because he threw that knife at him right as Inigo came around the corner, which is a fairly underhanded move in in swordsman in swordsmanship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it it eventually, as as all fairy tales do, it, co- it eventually does come to a happy ending. Uh, where uh, basically, so. So the the prince uh, does make it back to to there to them right so, to Wesley yeah, and Buttercup were, right. There there was one other interesting bit about that point between oh, okay, uh, yeah. Inigo and Rugen is um so as a kid Rugen had given Inigo a couple of scars on his cheeks right oh right and then during and then during that fight uh, he threw the dagger into his gut 
right? And then while Inigo was recovering his strength, he manages to get, he deflects the sword so he gets stabbed in each arm. Mm-hmm. And then as the fight progresses and it gets to the, to the end, Inigo starts stabbing uh, Rugen and he stabs him in the arm and he stabs him in the other arm. He hit, he's put slashes in both of his cheeks and then he finishes him off by stabbing him in the stomach. So Rugen ends up with all of the same injuries that Rugen had given to Inigo at the end of that fight. Mm. Right. Okay. And, uh, and that's another one. There's another vid- video by Jill, uh, Barrett about that fight as well. So, mm, okay. So yeah, another, uh, another, uh, fight scene. Uh, but yeah, we'll have that link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it, it eventually uh, comes to a happy ending. And uh, and and so Wesley, I get uh, has enough strength to muster. Uh, it, it, you, you guys will have to help me out with it because my memory is a little fog foggy on this one. Yeah. So so uh, uh, Humperdinck knows that he had used the machine on Wesley. So he, the fact that Wesley's still alive is surprising, but he's figuring if he did manage to live through that, he has to be horribly weak, which is why he's laying in bed. So Humperdinck's going. Oh, you can't possibly have the strength to do anything about it. And Wesley sitting there, uh, you know, is delaying through some really clever or like I almost, you don't want to read through the script on, on how that dialogue goes. It's crazy. He has some glorious insults in the, uh, the whole concept of a, to the, uh, fight to the pain mm-hmm, right. is just, uh, hilarious how he does that. Uh, and that whole time, Wesley's just sort of waiting to trying to recover just enough strength to stand up to go, okay, you know, to present like, oh, yeah, no, I, I am. I, I'm not weak. Yeah, but what if I and can as soon as he's, stand? <laughs> yeah, what if I can stand? And so he stands up, points a sword at Humperdinck, which Humperdinck isn't a good sword fighter. He knows he has no chance against. He literally, because earlier in the movie, he was looking at, you know, he was looking at the footprints and stuff and he was tracking how the sword fight went. So he knows that Wesley is an excellent sword fighter and he has no chance against him. So as soon as Wesley stands up and points a sword at him, Humperdinck's just like, Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, no, you got me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm I surrender. <laughs> you you got me. Right. And so and so they just tie him up real quick, and then that's when Wesley's like slumps. As soon as he's tied up, he's like, Oh man, oh I knew it. <laughs> it's like it's too late. It's too late at that point, right? Uh yeah. But yeah, no, it, it it it's 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 the typical fairy tale ending, uh, where it's like they happily live happily ever after. But like yeah. and then uh and then it co- it cuts back to uh Fred Savage and uh and and his grandpa again. And um basically it's like, can you read it again <laughs> tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically so, where it ends. But Yeah, and there and there's one through line in there is there was a discussion of how Wesley became the Dread Pirate Roberts, which is essentially he inherited it from the previous Dread Pirate Roberts who retired. So at the end of the movie, now that Inigo has his his uh, done his life goal of of killing Rugen, right? That, mm-hmm. that his entire life was about vengeance. That's why he was such. That's why he learned how to use the sword so well. He had nothing to do. So Wesley's like, "Well, I'm going to go off with uh, <laughs> with Prince Butter, Princess Buttercup here. So I'm probably need a new Dread Pirate Robert. So that, that <laughs> <Right>. was <laughs> so that, that that was really clever that they rounded it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before, before we, uh, before we give our final ratings on the movie, um, was there anything, um, that I didn't touch upon, uh, uh, start, uh, we'll start off with you, Alex. Is there anything that, uh, that you wanted to mention about this that I didn't mention already? 
not really. The only other thing is, and this ties in with what we were just saying, is about how um, he was captured by the Dread Pirate. Wesley was captured by the actual Dread Pirate, Pirate Roberts. And he's, he explains this just before they go into the fire swamp. And um, and so he would say, like, every night, the pirate, Dread Pirate Roberts would come and say, good night, Wesley, good work, sleep well, I'll most likely kill you in the morning. And then they, apparently he did this for, like, three or four years. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then they go to... Uh, they they uh eventually they uh the dread pirate roberts tells him i'm not roberts my real name is ryan and i inherited this ship from the previous dread pirate roberts who was not roberts either his name was cumberbun and he retired <laughs> he had been retired for over 15 years and living like a king in patagonia so it's been this like ever evolving thing cuz then wes is like sure i'll be dread pirate roberts they go to shore they you know, get a whole new crew, so they only know him as Dread Pirate Roberts, and off you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, Brian? I'll try to make this quick. Uh, so, after seeing the movie, um, I really like the character Wesley, and the actor uh, uh, Carrie Elwes does a really good job with that character, so um, I always found it weird that he doesn't show up much. It was like, oh. But over the years, I kind of would know some creeping up places. If you go to his IMDb, he actually creeps up in little bits parts in lots of things he's been all over the place and i just missed it in a lot of those like i've seen stuff he's in and i didn't notice he was in it but the ones that did catch my eye were uh the pentagon wars that's a really interesting movie if you want to learn about how uh the military industrial complex doesn't work uh but most notably was psych uh the tv show uh, he's a recurring character in psych a great one i love that he's mm-hmm. the mayor in stranger things Yep. Really? Uh, I, okay. I yeah. recognized him there. Yeah. Uh I actually didn't. I think I might have, but I forgot <laughs> so what happened. So <laughs> hmm. uh and then there was another interesting thing. Uh you remember Quibby? I yep. We we talked about that. Uh we we we, we just we were we, it was a passing comment last episode with uh Kent about um well, Steven Spielberg, turned, but yeah. Yeah, so there was a series that Quibi did. I never saw any Quibi, but while I was looking at the IMDb, this popped up and I'm like, what? Uh, they did a series called Home Movie where they did sort of, uh, they took movies but did shortcuts of them at, with like the original actors at home. So it looks, it's sort of similar to uh, Be Kind Rewind where they like Swede a movie. Okay. Kind of thing, but in short little clips. Um, they did hmm. one of those of The Princess Bride. Oh, hey. Okay. So, um, so I hope I hope all that stuff Quibi made like crops up in the future, so I can actually go uh, and watch it, that from, at some point. Yeah, from 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 what it sounds like, uh, Roku has actually purchased the rights for that, so it'll the, it'll be eventually be going up on the free um, Roku streaming service, which is not exclusive to the Roku device. You can get it on all of the platforms. Yeah, um, sure. And then, and then the last point is uh, S. Morgenstern actually based the Dread Pirate Roberts off of an actual pirate. Uh, it's pretty clear that he. Originally, there was a, a, a par, pirate, pirate called Bartholomew Roberts. So, I mean, hey, the last name's, first of all, a dead getaway, uh, who went by Black Bart. Uh, and, but there's, there's some differences. So he's based loosely on that pirate, but there's some differences because that pirate, like, actually dressed, dressed flamboyantly and all that stuff. But largely, it's, it's, it's basically this, what the character is based on. So, mm-hmm. And there's there's a YouTube video I've got a link for in the in the notes uh, mm-hmm. that jokingly discusses that exact topic. And Carrie Ellis actually shows up as a professor in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> mm, OK, so. Yeah, so that, right. that was that was my list of things. OK, so uh, before we wrap up the show, 
let's give our final rating on uh, on the movie. Uh, we'll start out with you. Uh, we'll start. Uh, we'll go backwards. Uh, Brian, what what would you rate this movie? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, as long as you keep in mind the that this was a movie that was made quite some time ago, uh, I think nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is one of the few perfect movies ever made. Yeah. Okay. So a thumbs up for you then. Yeah. Whatever rating you have, I will peg it at the t- top of whatever that. Okay. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a thumbs up then, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Very much thumbs up. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's very hard to pick one favorite movie of all time, but. It's definitely a a very good contender. Yeah, I will. I and I, I'm glad that you pointed that out, Brian. Because yeah, given the fact that uh, yeah, this movie was made a while ago. Um, with that in mind, I would also give it a thumbs up. So hey, you, you got a <laughs> thumbs up for me. So that 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 was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's there was a lot of good story. Um, lots to lots to focus on. And, um, and yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. So, um, it makes a very good date movie. So next time you have a date, you want to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, after COVID. uh, we kind of have to wait for this pandemic to be over, but yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after COVID, <laughs> you can, yeah. yeah. Can we all stop wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's going to wrap it up for the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you both of you guys for, uh, for joining the show. Um, uh, Alex, tell people where they can find more of you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really stream, but I do have a Twitch page at twitch.tv slash Tenvec. And otherwise, I'm in game night, you know, Wednesday through Friday nights, generally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian? Yeah, again, uh, not that you want to see more of me. Um, I'll usually find you instead. But uh, I do occasionally stream. Uh Oftentimes it's because I've been drinking, so it's like at your own risk. Uh, but I do have Twitch, <laughs> twitch.tv slash bcoford. Uh, and then I do occasionally use Twitter. Um, you probably don't need to follow me there. Uh, and to make it even harder to follow you, I've used whatever default thing they gave me, which is DF4728A122D96. Oh, sorry, D9462. <laughs> you can't even read your own Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah i i literally have to read it off of the show notes because i don't even know my own twitter <laughs> <laughs> but hey i the link is there and, and the link will be available yeah. in the show notes so you can you can click on it and you can and you can follow bk on twitter there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh i am doing a watch party for each of these movies that we review on the show if you want to participate in that watch party uh with myself and also fellow listeners like Alex and Brian. Uh, I stream it live over on my Twitch. Uh, you can, like uh, Alex mentioned a moment ago, every Wednesday and Friday night, I'm live there, twitch.tv slash is one But don't worry if you can't make it to the after party, or can't, can't make it to the watch party. We have got it available to you, the patrons. If you support at patreon.com slash is one you get your very own RSS feed, and you get both the episodes that are exclusive to you and the public episodes in the same feed. It's very nice. Uh, if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed today or anything that we uh, talked about, you can join the Cinemavention channel in our Discord. That's at gamenightdiscord.com. Uh, send me an email. If you have uh, feedback, email at cinemavention.com is the email address. 
uh, and cinemavention.com has all the previous episodes. So go check it out and take a look at, take a look around, click on that subscribe link because I'll tell you a little secret. It's got every podcatcher um, that we're on, which is pretty much all of them. But if you have a favorite, it'll take you right there. So pick one of your favorite podcatchers, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and I will thank you to the end of time. Uh, music has been provided, of course, by the lovely Kevin McLeod. He's over at Incompetech.com. We will be back next week to discuss the movie Jurassic Park with Sassian. That's going to be fun. I can't wait to talk about it. And I hope and I hope you'll be there as well. And until then, we will see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>